Christ our Lord. Amen. as lonely as this press. With these seven words, the Victorian-era author, George Eliot, which is a pseudonym for Marianne Evans, conveyed a profound insight into the nature of trust. <clears throat> and the impact of its presence or absence on a relationship. The truth of the matter is that without trust, there can be no healthy exchange, no understanding, no mutual reliance, and indeed, no real relationship in the full sense of the word. Trust invites belief. Trust nurtures faith. Trust is the foundation of any relationship, especially with God. Without trust, our relationships will collapse, and the door to friendship and collaboration closes. But with trust, our relationships thrive. There is a thread which winds its way through all of the Gospels, this was best said by Jesus in Mark's version of the story of the synagogue leader and of the bleeding woman. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Inherent in the human condition is fallibility, vulnerability, a need for collaboration with God. Individuals may have the ability to do many things, but we cannot do much by ourselves. Sooner or later, a moment will come for each of us in which we realize that without the right kind of help, we are stuck. We can move no further forward alone. All of our prior expectations and assumptions have brought us down a path which fades away in front of us. And we realize that it may be time to trust something that challenges the old safe way of thinking. Perhaps this is our moment of desperation, but not our moment of despair. A moment when we are called upon to make a leap of faith, to trust something or someone that we know in our heart is the right thing to trust, something that will make the seemingly impossible possible. A leap of faith. In the ninth chapter of Matthew, we were introduced to a synagogue leader. 
we know from Mark's version of the story that his name is Jairus and he lived in the town of Capernaum. Now, Capernaum was by no means a sprawling metropolis, even by first century standards. Located in the north of Israel, only about 1,500 people called it home. It would probably be more accurate to call it a little village, but not a sleepy little village. It's fair to say that a lot was going to happen in Capernaum. And we can surmise that at least in his own community, Jairus was an important man. His actions were no doubt scrutinized by other community leaders, by worshipers, and by pretty much everyone. Positions of leadership tend to be like this. They tend to be accompanied by expectations of service and submission to an established order, deference to the customary, and adherence to normative patterns of behavior. It's hard to imagine that under normal circumstances, he would risk his comfortable position to interact with an itinerant preacher who had begun to attract the disapproval of the Jewish elite, exactly because of this preacher's penchant for challenging the very established order that Jairus had spent so much of his life serving. But Jairus had found himself confronting a kind of agonizing trouble that he could neither fix nor control. A darkness that he may have assured himself would never visit him if he just lived the right kind of life and obeyed all the rules. This was a trouble that had a name. Yet even today, few who are parents can name it without feeling that unnatural chill that penetrates all the way to the soul. The trouble could be called the death of my child. And this trouble had come to Jairus. He understood that his daughter had died and he could not move forward without the right kind of help. The established order had no power here. It was time for Jairus to set aside the expectations of his community and perhaps even his own expectations and trust something that had the ring of truth. Jairus was at a moment of desperation, but not of despair. He didn't just interact with Jesus. He fell to his knees in the presence of all his gathered people and begged Jesus to come home to his home and help. Undoubtedly, trust was not the only thing in Jairus' mind. If he was anything like us, he probably struggled in his mind as trust waged its war with doubt 
But in the end, he took his leap of faith. We are next introduced to a woman who we are told had been bleeding for 12 years. Most scholars opine that the text refers to uterine bleeding. Few details about this woman are offered. She is not even named, and this is probably intentional. What we do know is that in Matthew's time, it would, not, it would have been understood that this was not a trivial medical problem. The woman and anything or anyone that she touched would have been considered ritually unclean. Not unclean as in dirty, but as in not holy. She would not be allowed to enter the synagogue until she was purified and a prescribed period of time had passed. Sadly, her continued bleeding would have interfered with this procedure. She likely would have been isolated in her own family and ostracized in her community. Friendless and solitary, she would have been mostly left to her own devices. She was probably aware that touching Jesus' cloak would cause him to be considered ritually unclean as well. This was a nameless and untouchable woman living on the margins of society. She may have found herself in a desperate circumstance, but she did not despair. Without speaking a word, she thought to herself, I trust that he can help me. And then she took a leap of faith as well. We were told that in that moment, Jesus understood what she had done. For the first time, we hear her addressed with a name. Daughter. She was no longer isolated. She was no longer alone in her struggle. We are told that she was made well in that moment by her faith. Finally, the text returns to Jairus and his daughter. We are told that Jesus dismissed the crowd of mourners and flute players who would have customarily been present at a funeral. He took Jairus' daughter by the hand, and the girl awakened and sat up. She was not dead, and there was nothing to grieve. Jairus' faith had opened the door to collaboration with God. And this made all the difference. Of course, troubled times don't always turn out the way we want. Not every story has a happy ending. But with a leap of faith, we do not have to face those troubles alone. What loneliness is as lonely as distrust? Indeed, what loneliness is. But also, whose reassurance is as encouraging as this invitation? Don't be afraid. 
just believe.